0: We're back. Here we are. Hey.
1: Hey. This sounds good. This sounds wonderful. Yeah. What? You think that, uh, like, pa- Patreon had something to do with it?
0: I don't think. I know. Oh. So by the time you're listening to this, mm-hmm. there'll be an unboxing video on Facebook, um, which also kind of just walks through equipment as well. So if you're thinking about a podcast, it talks mm-hmm. about like, the equipment that we were using. Yes. Um, and then also the the new equipment that we got. The new digs. But this equipment is made possible by our Patreon supporters. Mm-hmm. So they they supplied a good chunk of the money that yes. went into the new yes. setup. Yes, And
1: it's a... We spent it. wisely.
0: Yes, yes, <laughs> we did. Uh, we leveraged some relationships and... <laughs> uh, yeah, firstborn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Um, yeah. But something that you and I did, we sat down, we just kind of chatted for a little mm-hmm. bit, and we do that every once in a while and put it on Patreon. Today, we decided that we normally you like have to pay at least a dollar a month or whatever. Right. But, uh, this one, we're just letting everybody listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, one, cause kind of know people are probably sitting around and cabin fever is going to kick in. So why not? Right. Maybe we'll do an extra one at some point in the week or, or whatever as well. Sure. Yeah. Um, something a little bit longer, I think, but yeah, mm-hmm. so that's on patreon.com forward slash look what I did. And you can go and listen to that as well. And that's free for everybody mm-hmm. on this one. And, uh, that being said though, Ooh. Should we thank our patrons? We've got some thanks to be given. Yes, we do. Uh, Thank you, Cindy,
1: Shelly, Jeremy, Catherine, Chelsea, Jennifer, Brian, Kaylee, Travis, Tyler, Lindsay, Jesse, Sean, Holly Hill, Allison, and Brian.
0: Thanks. Thank you so much. Yeah, the show is made possible by you.
1: Yes, very much so.
0: Yeah. So anyway, check out that video okay. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're super excited about it and yep. you get to see where your money goes. Mm-hmm. So, um, Can't yeah, wait. I mean, mm-hmm. that, and it was fun. It felt like Christmas a little bit, like just yeah, opening new stuff. It
1: was it was 15 minutes and I said when we were finished, I was like, that was a fast 15 minutes. Right. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah so many wonderful things in store.
0: So mm-hmm. um, I truly hope that we find everyone well yes. as you listen to this. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, that you are well supplied with mm-hmm. whatever needs you need. Um, hopefully this, this, we want to be consistent in putting out mm-hmm. the show. Yes. Uh, so, cause I mean, it's escapism, right? At the end of the day, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just something to kind of take your mind off stuff, I yeah, think. Yeah. So uh, this, this episode I think is truly special on a lot of different levels. Right. I think so. I'll let you introduce.
1: Well, it's someone I've known his whole life, not necessarily mine.
0: Oh, that sounds creepy. You've just isn't been watching it, him? Isn't like, it weird? Like yeah, I you, mean, the television I I show? Did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, my brother. My Brian.
0: doppelganger. Yeah. Daniel's- <laughs> Six foot four doppelganger. Legit. legit
1: he'd say six five. Oh, um, uh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Brian. Brian Dotson. Yeah. So mm-hmm.
0: we interviewed Brian Dotson, and this isn't- um, Nepotism. <laughs> nepotism right like I've known Brian for a long time he's yeah. a consummate artist on a lot of different levels a mm-hmm. musician a photographer yeah. and he what we talk about what we really dive into is that he makes training videos for a fruit company um <laughs> which also made this episode maybe the most awkward that we couldn't like directly yeah. talk about a lot of things Ah. Uh. Can but, we say
1: a New York based fruit company,
0: but they're not a New York based
1: fruit. Company. Oh, that's right. They're yeah. Calif- well, they're well known for their New York fruits. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway, that being said, this is a very interesting conversation. Yeah. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. And it was just yeah. cool to have, you know, he was one of our first supporters on Patreon actually. Yeah. Yes, he was. But, uh, I, I really like Brian. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, obviously I don't see him super often. He does live in New York city. Mm-hmm. Um, He's also guested on the Action Orson show. Yep. A which, few episodes. Uh, I think is rest in peace at this point. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But um, yeah, he's just, he's a super creative, super interesting guy. Mm-hmm. And he really does look like my brother.
1: He looks like he could be your brother. He doesn't look like Caleb.
0: That's true. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, if Caleb didn't have a beard. There you go. Right. Yeah. Uh, that being said, we, kinda, we are members of the Voice Press Network. Yes, we are. Um, a little bit of retooling there. The Beats by Travis show has come to an end. He's he's kicking off a different podcast now. Ah. Um, but we still have George's live Majestic mm-hmm. uh, show, Adoptive Mom still yeah. going super strong. She's had some amazing guests. One of the most recent ones, I think her last episode, was uh, a former Survivor contestant off CBS. No joke. Yeah, that's, that's super crazy. That's cool. Um, and... Yeah. So that if you're a parent Mm -hmm. or thinking about fostering or anything, that show is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And then, uh, go rogue Mm -hmm. going strong. And we're talking, um, I actually had a conversation with Tyler a couple weeks ago. He's thinking about Mm -hmm. kicking off his own movie review podcast, which from him would be solid. Yeah. He's a uh, movie movie guy. Yeah. It'll be, Mm -hmm. I really hope that goes. Um, I know some guests he could have. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, go rogue tentatively scheduled to be over here recording later this week we'll see how things go kind of with yeah. everything that's happening yeah but um yeah so the voicepress.com check it out there's some cool shows there mm-hmm. and uh just a collection of finely curated the finest independently produced podcasts mm-hmm. that we're super proud to be a part of yeah they're just super great i mean yeah you know um so i guess on to mr brian dotson enjoy It's going to be my duty to keep this conversation on track.
1: Oh, you say that? I think I think we'll do very well. Let's set your duty. Let's 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 set a timer. (laughs) I'm
0: watching the timer. I'm watching it like a hawk, like a chicken. Yeah, what's your um, like a lady hawk? What's your limit? (laughs) Uh, There is no limit, but the less we go way over an hour, the less I have to edit Mm. out. Right. True. The more we keep on track. Yeah. So yeah, let's start with who you are and what you do.
2: Hi, I'm Brian Dotson. <laughs> Aaron Dotson's brother. Hi, which hi means... I'm, Aaron Dotson. I'm, I'm Aaron Dotson. I'm Aaron Dotson. I'm Aaron Dotson.
0: This is the most familial episode yeah. we've had. Dotson in stereo. Yeah, great. Ooh. Wait, are we in stereo? Should I just sit out it this one? No. Yeah. no, 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 no. I think
1: I'll just be an infinite loop. Because all it's going to be
2: is like, us. We'll, we'll start a fight here in a second. Yeah. Ooh, like <laughs> siblings? <laughs> yeah, we'll yes. talk about how we remembered something differently growing up. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm speaking of starting I, over the dogs
1: <laughs> <laughs> look I'll, I'll press
2: going stop, stop on the play nice. That was only 46 seconds. like you guys started talking so we had so we panicked like that was the moment? yeah go outside to poop what? all I wanted was to play <laughs> do it okay. yeah. hello the official (laughs) look what I did microphone look what I did distraction those online (laughs) (laughs) look what I distracted yeah look who I distracted (laughs)
0: let's start with who you are and what you do
2: (laughs) (laughs) round two round two two. uh my name is Brian Dotson and I work are you related to Aaron Dotson no never met him I'm adopted he's adopted yeah (laughs) <laughs> um, our voice boxes weren't though. People probably ask you that all the time. <laughs> right. Are you related yeah. to that Aaron Dotson Do, you know, uh, do you know Daniel
1: Quinn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Are you a Daniel related? You sound like Aaron,
1: but you look like Daniel. Or like the lady outside here the other day. Are you all brothers? Yeah. 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 I don't think she asked if you were one of them. No, she's like specifically Daniel and I. Too. I was yeah. trying to include myself. Yeah, you got yeah, executed on that. I was like, what? She <laughs> didn't hear us speak she's at like, the same time yet.
0: Clearly, you're not related. <laughs> Aaron puts thumbs beneath suspenders like, we're all brothers. <laughs> in Christ. <laughs> 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 I just want to be included in this one. Right. Um, um,
2: hi, my name is Brian Dotson, yeah. and I, uh, I make little videos for a uh, fruit company and take photos.
0: For the same fruit company? For
2: them and for myself. Nice. Mm -hmm.
0: What kind of videos do you make for the fruit (laughs) company? uh, Internal stuff films? Yeah, uh, NDA stuff
2: (laughs) mainly. um, We'll do training videos or there'll be product releases that we get that we make little unboxing videos about. Um, the third-party accessories that we, you know, train our employees on how they right. work. And we try to incorporate it in a fun way that's a little bit more not just your cut-and-dry static, like, unboxing, but, like, right. you know, lots of cuts, lots of, uh, you know, personality edits with the with the host. And uh, I do that. And then I do training videos. A lot of times we'll introduce something new th- for the company that, um, that we want to, you know, introduce to, you know, all, you know, however many few thousand people we have around the world. And then I share it within our uh, internal website that mm-hmm. is a social media. Yeah. And I'm being very vague about that company, but, you know. Right. You can I, figure no, it out. No, we've all heard yeah. of Pineapple. Got yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Isn't that what they use in iCarly? It's a Pineapple <laughs> <laughs> Express. It's
2: a weed
0: company. Yeah. <laughs> it was an iCarly. <laughs> <I>, wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's it just <laughs> passed, right? But, okay. But even for any company, you – Every company has training videos. Yep. But this is exactly one of those jobs where you and I are like, who Mm would have thought? Well, actually, that's your line. Right, yeah, yeah. You never think about where that generates. How do you even get into that? Oh, well, it was, for me, it was just
2: kind of stepping in. I had started at this company in sales, and then every time I saw somebody doing something that was production-related, I would step in and kind of like, I wouldn't bug them or bother them. I would just kind of like, like, Hey, is somebody, can somebody grab that? And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll do that. And then grab it. We'll go over there and just basically be a, a grip or a PA or something like that. And then it just kind of evolved into taking photos. And then from there, somebody said, you do video, right? Since you do photos. And I lied and said, yes. Because I'd never
0: shot You're like formal video for anybody. Yeah.
1: Steven Spielberg <laughs> <laughs> training
0: videos. Uh, you broke into the production <laughs> right. facility. Yeah. yeah, I know how to run a camera. I yeah. can do it. Did no, I mention I, I wrote a story? Uh, somebody I took that kindergarten class photo. I, I can do this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, somebody somebody just assumed that I knew photo that I knew video as well, uh. and I just said yes, and then panicked, and then watched as much videos as I could online and just kind of did the mechanical math of like this translates to this from photo to video and then just learned how to edit in a nonlinear editor and just went for it and uh, here I am. I've been doing it now for seven years. Now you you actually know the job. Now I I actually, now it's, it. it was one of the things where I decided that for me to be able to do it, I needed to be ubiquitous and when they thought of who is the person that we need to get that. I needed them to always think Dotson needs to go do that. So every time there was a, if it was design, if it was a newsletter, if it was anything, I was like, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. And they've sent me all over the uh, United States so far. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it's a lot of fun. I I enjoy it thoroughly. And it's a role that doesn't exist in the company. And yet I still get sent all over the country for it. just
0: made it exist, kind of exist.
2: Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of fun. That's, met
0: thousands of people doing
2: mm-hmm. it too
0: so what does that process so somebody somewhere is like, "Oh we need a new safety training video yeah. because a procedure changed yeah. or something yeah. right um, What does that process look like? Um, it's a lot more case- it's a
2: lot more informal than what people would think um, in, in something like this in terms of just making the video. They usually come to me and then I will storyboard it. And then I'll bounce that back to the project leader. And then once they say, yes, we can do it this way or no, then we change whatever, Walter, we'll and then we'll do it. Right. Uh, most of the time, I have a lot of creative control if it's something where I can kind of have elbow room to make it fun or something like that. Mm-hmm. But if it's like a fire escape video at how to get out of a major building in New York City, they don't want that to be fun. They want it to be very straightforward. So those are I would those are more attention. If it was, fun. <laughs> it would be a lot. Yeah, I mean, it would be a lot more funny yeah. if I added like a CGI rabbit that you you know <laughs> like a something like that in the video. But we don't do that. Um, but it's it's just something where, for the most part, they've trusted me because I've developed a, a good relationship with uh, leadership. Right, and uh, so they more or less trust me in the video series that we have called Unboxed. It's hosted by uh, two guys that work for that said fruit company, right? And um, it started off the very first episodes a lot drier than the rest of the episodes. Um, it's a lot more kind of really just stuck together with tape and just you know run and gun it. And um, the more we did episodes, we have I think we have four seasons of that video out, and the each season's three episodes, and we shoot three episodes at a time, and so. The first season, in quotes, um, it looks really janky, you know? Right. And, but what I figured out after the first episode, I just added like little things in here and there that were just like dumb little throwaway jokes. And then it just kept, I basically I kept turning up the joke knob until, until they told s- me to stop. Somebody says no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Have you been yeah.
2: told no yet? Oh, yeah. Yo, definitely, okay. definitely.
0: <laughs> um, like, no I, bouncing back. But yeah, yeah, there's, fire there's scales, Oh my yeah. gosh.
2: There's one comment in one of the videos where, um, we're talking about a product, and one of one of my the co-hosts says, "Oh, that's gorgeous, that's George Washington. And I have a picture of George Washington whose face forms into George Clooney, Washington. <laughs> and uh, they said that nobody would understand that joke. Mm. And I kept it anyway after I told my I edit it out, but whatever. <laughs> um, but then there's also this thing that it's a running joke throughout the whole series of a joke counter. And you know it'll like all of a sudden a, a little counter will appear in the screen. It'll be Taylor and Dylan, and it'll like ding, and a number will go off next to that person's name when they tell a terrible joke. And then um, we did a Harry Potter uh, themed episode, and somebody takes this joke and just makes a terrible, terrible like dad joke out of it. And then the 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 number just goes ding 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 ding, <laughs> and just keeps going, keeps going, and keeps going. And somebody from the product uh, the project lead told me that. That was a dumb joke, and I didn't need to have it anymore. I kept it in for that one, but I didn't include it ever again. So there's definitely uh, limits to it where they've right. told me no, and I have to listen because they're my boss and they pay my yeah. money. Uh, We're gonna get paycheck? notes in any creative Yeah, integrity. and yeah. that's that's yeah. how I look at it. Like I don't do a lot of video stuff outside of that company, right? Um, because most of the stuff is, I'm busy with that stuff, right? And the only trouble is everything that I do for that company is NDA. Right, and so it's hard whenever you're having to apply outside of that company to show them you're real, right? Because everything is behind this NDA door. Yeah, um, there's creative ways you can get behind it or around it. I'm sure, but I, you know, I don't have that as you almost right have
0: now. to like create a side YouTube channel of like <laughs> fake videos. Yeah, or something, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, like just
2: edit out anything that's in reference they, of that and mute and bleep it and all this pixelate. 8.
0: Yeah. So my first like corporate job was Chick fil A. And all of their videos were super just dry, right? Oh, like, oh man. Chicken in the flour, yeah. in the whatever. Mm-hmm. But then there's one tape that, like, glowed off, like, in between the rest. Billy Ted's excellent safety adventure. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. A Chick fil A? Yes. Billy and it Ted. i was like, what got Billy Ted? Win? Yes. Billy Ted's excellent safety adventure. <laughs> and, like, I've never forgotten that video. I remember the stuff in that video oh, yeah. because oh, my everything gosh. else was just like, uh, uh-huh, well, oh, yeah. yeah. And I've never had another company before or since that. I can remember that has been willing to like play with it a little right. bit, mm-hmm. but I think it actually sticks better because yeah. you know yep. what, six hours of onboarding or something mm-hmm. and, it, and like you're just, your mind starts to just go, oh, yeah. it's just yeah. the same yep. Yep. thing over and over. Um, and that,
2: that was my approach to that too. Is yeah. is I've gone through a lot of training, and I will give this company credit for giving me that ceiling to, like, you know, try some stuff out and yeah. do things that I've never done before mm-hmm. and really experiment with jokes and just visual gags and all that stuff. Because these videos, for the most part, in that series in particular, there's a ton of on screen visual gags that are just throwaways, just like one after the other. Like they're just constant. Um, You're like if the I new was. New
0: girl of safety videos.
2: Yeah, I would say like Tim and Eric, kind mm-hmm. of, but not so like. I was referencing VHS. something I knew, but okay. Oh yeah,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tim and Eric is like new girl, but on VHS in the uh, that look. No, it's um. Okay. It's, so Aaron would know. Yes, that.
0: Aaron. Aaron knows what we're um, recording this on Aaron's birthday. actually. Yeah. Oh yeah. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday Happy birthday. Thanks. Happy birthday to. Oh, I can't sing that. or we have to? Pay. No, isn't it no. Public it's domain it's now? A public domain. Yeah.
2: Now. Yeah.
0: Happy birthday to. you, What my president. birthday's public domain? Yes. Yeah. Everybody oh. can celebrate it now. No. Please don't. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Nobody was going to. They just could. <laughs> Whoa, hang
1: on a second.
2: February 5th, everyone.
1: Rude. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Oh. Yeah. Are you going to bleep that? <laughs> yeah, bleep that. No, I'm kidding. Why? I'm joking. You it's, might get I'm cool. Joking. What
0: do you want for your birthday?
1: Don't even know. Oh, come on. An Atlas metal lathe? Oh, All right, God. you heard it here, here first because I'm yeah. not
0: getting it for you. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> send it in the mail, too. Yeah.
2: Wow. <laughs> if you can send PO it in the box. <laughs> mailbox. If you get it, I will drive to wherever you are and pick it up. Yeah. Mm. What. I, you I, want I was thinking Aaron about this lately because this is the first time I've, I'm back from New York to visit Aaron and the family and everything. And this is the first time I've been back during I'm the family, Aaron, <laughs> yeah. really My family Daniel Quinn <laughs> yeah. and Aaron's and his friend, Aaron Dotson. And, um, huh. but, but growing up, like it was my sister's birthday last week and Aaron's birthday this week. And this is the first time I've been home to yeah. like be around them during this time. And it's been so long since I've been home during even my birthday that I can't remember. Do we really celebrate him that much? Have we? Has that been a thing in the last few years? No. Because somebody asked me, they're like, what are you guys going to do for your sister's birthday, your brother's birthday? And I was like, I don't know. Tell her happy like, birthday. I Tell get a text from mom every year yeah. that says, love mom and dad. And I know that it was just mom that wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> Why <Well, I>
1: replied <laughs> just back like to like the dad. card. My mom, That's exactly <laughs> right. My mom texted last night or this morning and I, I replied back, love you too, mom and dad. And she had to clarify... That she texted me. She, yeah, she wrote a like paragraph. She wrote it last week. Yeah. It's really just me. Yeah, it was. It was nice. And yeah. we were just like Brian said it, and it was like we know Dad's not the one.
0: <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. it's weird to me that like I love birthdays, or yeah. it really. See, almost I'm not, any I'm reason just kind of like, like passive about it. I, I don't. D- well, I like having people around and over and stuff. Yeah. And so, birthdays yes. are like a good excuse, right? right. And then, like, yes. you get a piñata in the backyard. I love sure. yeah. piñata for birthdays, and then hmm. just people hang out and like,
1: yeah. Well, things like that, yes, but I don't want anyone to go out of their way for a gift. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm easily pleased as far as like...
0: However, duly noted. If it's Christmas... <laughs> yeah, I think the <laughs> You tell last me time. when you
1: buy me a Christmas birthday present. Um, a Christmas birthday. I got
0: you that RZ mask for Christmas. That's right. And then for yeah. your birthday, I did the thing that I said happy birthday. Oh, I bought you dinner <laughs> the other day. That's right. Yeah, oh, and you bought
1: Brian's dinner at the same happy time. Happy birthday to so me too. Well, that's his it. it was a late visit. birthday. It's just yeah. because
0: I like him.
2: <laughs> it's because Mom
1: told him to. I'm like family. I'm like family. Brian looks like family. It was an obligation for me and a, a pleasure to buy his. That's right. I see what it, it was. Is. It was his <laughs> yeah. responsibility for me now, yeah.
2: as my older brother. He, he came in for. Oh, <laughs> am he's I older? not. No, you're not. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, you're the youngest one in this room. Yes. Yeah. No one would know it. Yeah, uh, no. that's
0: true. I am way more great <laughs> than you. Yeah, I just got a little sprigs here and there. It's the whole having kids thing that really yeah i think that's it yeah.
2: wait <laughs> i have kids we just have good jeans. um fair point well yeah. the real jeans, not the no. <laughs> I, I got mine at gap shut up
1: anyway anyway
0: birthdays yeah. that was a thank thing. you for the birthday and now Wish for short break
1: where we actually <laughs> talk about <and> creative stuff <laughs> aaron's out we're hiring it look what i did
0: <laughs> I just oh, got promoted. We need, we need training videos. Um, <laughs> yeah. Promoted to customer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You've been, I
2: love that term, by the way. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. We use that. And it's like, we, um, uh, and especially in the things that we do that are like super secret NDA yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like it's one of those things where they threaten us, not threaten, but like in a nice way, they threaten us to be like, you know, you can't talk about this particular thing. And we've had one of those major in the last year that it was, it was a device that was released, but we got it three months before everyone did. And before anybody got to put their hands on it or try it out or whatever. And we got to like take it out, test it out, put it on, show how it works and all this stuff. And there was express detail written to us in constant emails about the certain project number and that this cannot leave and you cannot talk about it even with immediate direct, you know, uh, reports and it was just like it was one Dang. of those things i would never been so nervous about a thing and like everybody knew what it was when it arrived because it had my name on it and it had the thing. And we were like, oh, we got this thing. We don't know what it is. And then they, some announcement was made public. And then all of a sudden we get this thing and everybody's putting two and two together yeah. and everybody's asking me. And I'm like, nope, it's get not that up. thing. But everybody guessed it completely right with what it was. <laughs> 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 and That's I such. just had to lie and say, no, no, it's uh, this other thing. And So you felt like you were a part of the government or the I CIA? I felt like I was part the, of a, like NASA. A, I felt like I was the lowest rung on some like super top secret thing to where I was the most expendable out of everybody.
0: Well, you get (laughs) to to that point where you're like, if you're telling me, is it a secret anymore? Like, for the first time in my life, Mm. I have a job that has pretty consistent, like NDA and whatever kind of stuff. And it's like, um, well, then, like, just don't tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Again, Give me yeah. everything but the actual information. <laughs> yeah. yeah. it would be um, like,
1: why are you telling me then? Let me
2: <laughs> relate you? it as a breakup story later. can't keep the secret if <laughs> oh it never was gosh. a
1: secret to start. Well, I, that is probably one of the best analogies I've ever Wait, heard. Wait, what was it? The, breakup, the breakup, story breakup story about the thing you was talking well, about earlier. Oh, yeah. because
0: I was like, you know, Caroline's like, how's your day? And I'm like, I can't talk about it because <laughs> my care, like my wife cannot keep a secret.
1: Hold on a second. Is this what, like uh david austin it
0: really it really has this element of like this weird like (laughs) secret. oh yeah like you know it's just like i can't talk like i just can't talk about it you know it's i don't know it's weird to be in that world you're
1: like like, i wanted the 49ers to win caroline (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if they were playing or not but
0: (laughs) um yeah no so anyway i totally feel your yeah people ask something you're like. The sky is not blue today. No, no. <laughs> Wait, the pin is blue? <laughs> yeah. Royal blue. Yeah. Um, so are you the, in, it sounds kind of like you're doing everything. Like you're writing, that's a hard segue, but uh, you're writing, storyboarding, actually filming it, yep. lighting it. Editing it. Who were you helping do this originally? Where um, did those people go? No, it wasn't. It
2: didn't exist before. They violated their yep. NDAs. Oh yeah, no! no. Yeah, it. they were out. They, yeah, they died. Just done. they were promoted
1: to non-customer <laughs> they were, customers. They yeah. were promoted to. We death. shipped them off to the Wait tunnels under <laughs> Disneyland, and Whoa. they never returned. This is
2: New York. They could be with John Gotti. That's right. Sleeping with the fishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, under
0: City Field. Um, well, you <laughs> said that you were helping people though. Like you were before. As a
2: before there was a small like w- like there was a dude that was there before me. Right. That. Um, was basically a one man band, and he would do the lighting and you single
0: white female this dude. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I, I followed what he did. <laughs> I mirrored what he did. I Andy Bernard him, <laughs> but successfully. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he Name was repetition. he was kind of like yeah. he was struggling because he only knew how to do camera, and oh. he didn't do anything else. And so at one point he was doing this interview. And he was like, hey, Dotson, I need help with this. How do you do this? I know you do lighting for studio stuff. Um, and I was like, yeah, sure. So we, I arranged the lights for him, made it look better. Um, and then he was like, cool, thanks. And then while I was doing that, the big break was um, somebody in the higher-ups was saying, oh, do you do video? And I was like, well, I do photo. And they're like, oh, I need you to bring your portfolio in. Uh, we got a little project we're going to do. And this was like seven years ago and, or maybe eight now because I've almost been there for ten um, that he was like, okay, bring your bring your por- picture portfolio in, and uh, we're going to talk. And then he had this whole other project, and the employees of my job uh, in that media area about a thousand people, mm-hmm. and they wanted to do corporate headshots for everybody, right. and they wanted to come up with a style guide. And uh, you know, they have you know, there's brand standards that you want to stick to, and you right, don't want right, it to right, look right. like mm-hmm. it's just something that's been lit a thousand different ways. And because I had studio photography experience for about seven years before that. Uh, for about seven years previous to that job um, that they brought me in. We set it up. They had a real like piece together little studio piece of mm-hmm. equipment. They had a green screen that they wanted to use and one single like LED light. <clears throat> and it was terrible looking. And so basically what happened over the course of that next six months to a year, I uh, put together a style guide for corporate eventually. And Im- immediately it was for the market itself. And then um, – standardized it and then replicated it over and over and over again, simplified it and made it to where anybody could do it. So this style guide goes from like how you frame it, how the lights are set up, the settings on the camera and how you edit it. I put together an editing video of how to, you know, put it together in Photoshop with made actions that I would send in a package. And every time we would go, uh, another place would do those headshots. I would send that whole digital package over to them and then they would replicate it with the equipment that we send. Um, it's amazing enough that it was something that didn't exist before, but then I standardized it to the point to where even our headquarters took that standard and started
0: passing. Yeah. It out that's to a stores. huge, my, my corporate huh. headshot was Harlan standing on a chair with my phone and taking a photo against a <laughs> blank wall. <laughs> it's not terrible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now they want to, they want to try to incorporate using not just not a DSLR in the studio setup, mm-hmm. but an actual phone. So oh. using an iPhone yeah, for yeah. instance. Yeah. Um, so we're working on that. We started. Uh, there was a company that we worked with out of, out of California that was uh, fresh out of Kickstarter, and uh, they had an iOS Bluetooth triggering. Uh, I think I saw that, that was Kickstarter. Called Trick Cam, yeah, mm-hmm. and you could uh, attach it to a hot shoe flash, and if you use studio equipment that is triggered by the flash, that you could have the backlight flash with that trigger, and then it would trigger your key light, which would illuminate everything, and then you would basically have a studio photography right. with an Running iPhone. Just off the phone. And that was back like when the iPhone 7 first came out and yeah. they continually developed. So every time something would change or I would ask for us to be able... Because it used to just shoot in JPEG and I said, can we shoot in a lossless of some sort, like a raw file format? And then they changed that and then they changed like other things and eventually it worked out for, for a good bit. Um, but yeah, all of that stuff was just like being at the right place right time and making sure that... If they thought of somebody, they said, hey, we need this done, they would think of me. And that was the mm. only reason I got to do what I do. Um, and then, like, quality after that. Like, I had to concentrate on quality, of course, because this certain company, that's all they think about. That is job one is that uh, brand standard and quality and then standardizing it so it's replicable.
0: So I feel like... Quality should be what most companies focus on. You'd be surprised. Yeah. The, yeah. Stuff that, know, the stuff I that, know, that I walked I
2: into before that, like some of the videos, because uh, I, I what I also do there is I'm a digital archivist for the company and mm-hmm. mainly for our market and our, and our particular location. And so I have about 13 years of archive footage and photos from anybody that's ever done it before me. And there's been people in the past that have in and out of the company that are like, they work in cinema, they work at HBO, they work at CNN, they work at some of these larger places now and they do a really good job. Uh, one guy in particular now works for HBO on the Game of worked on Game of Thrones in the last oh, couple seasons, cool, yeah. which is really cool. No way. Um, And so a lot of the people that were able before me were only there for a short time, had really good quality output, but then was gone. Right. There were no standards set. There were no, you know, um, but also because um, social media changed uh, a lot and also internally uh, our uh, sharing ability with our videos and stuff like that. Uh, changed to where we could also put this stuff somewhere where we could share it with everybody around the world. Right, and so that unboxed video series that we did was shared like twenty thousand times. And this is a group of you know employees that are spanned all over the world. So I had people that were responding from China and people that were responding from England and That's and really uh, cool, you know all over the place. And it was yeah. really really cool. So that was what got us that major NDA job, by the way, because our headquarters saw that and they were responding to all of our videos and sharing it as well. And then they reached out and said, we wouldn't need you to do this little product NDA."
0: Yeah. You really kind of created like your own internal YouTube 100%. of like just this guerrilla film industry. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, the, you know, a major network quote unquote, right. Like yeah. picks it up and just like, Hey, well then do this for us, which yeah. I think leads to, so I th- see three ways forward out of like on this path is this is what you do forever. Right. Mm-hmm. Like for, um, for the company or whatever, that seems like this is almost an opportunity where you could like, how would you replicate this for other companies? Right. right? Like Mm -hmm. that, like, um, I worked for a company. So when you're listening to music in a store, you know, yep, there's a person or a company that you pay to compile that playlist. And I worked for Mm -hmm. a company that had an internal guy that did it and he was really good at it. It was really good. And he just one day, like and now i do this for everybody and yeah. he worked in you know city of industry in california and like was around a lot of mm-hmm. like startups and stuff and so he just create created a company where he mm-hmm. did that thing yeah um and then i think and you kind of touched on this a little bit the other option is like okay i've got this stuff and now i want to go like maybe more creative or right like content creation right. type stuff um what are you thinking about that path or
2: yeah that's that's something now that I've had these other job offers or like interviews where I'd go to other companies and, like, hey, I do photo and video production. We're thinking about making a YouTube channel. So sure, I don't sure. Yeah. yeah. Do you have good insurance? Um, we don't pay either. So I much. will.
0: <laughs> we have amazing chicken noodle soup when you don't oh, feel well. Okay. Do you like right. stickers? <laughs> um, we have some recall. Wait, if we you can, can put it. some Robitussin on <laughs> it. Hold on, Daniel. <laughs> we have something that's
1: worth more than money. We have exposure.
0: Oh, thanks. Exposure oh, yeah. bucks. We could give you an actual exposure coin. Um, <laughs> you could work for that because yeah. I. It, it's
2: slightly less than a Bitcoin. It, well, the values it? The it's value, value's, the the value's it's about the same size. probably about right? the same size. you're an early <laughs> investor, imagine right. having one Bitcoin yeah. now. Wait, is this going to turn
1: into I didn't a
0: time sell out. Share? I
1: bought in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was from Punk, by the way.
2: Oh, we watched it. We watched it. Yeah, it was great. It's so good. Yeah, it was really great. That is Matthew Lillard's greatest performance of all time. It's good. And also, Turned away that I didn't, wasn't expecting
0: it to, which was yes. really great. Uh, the moment with him and Bob, mm-hmm. yep. I don't want to give anything away. Cause everybody should watch this. Spoiler one of my favorites of all time. <laughs> from, Spoiler uh, on a movie two twenty five 25 years ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but when, when Bob dies, they were dead the whole time. That oh. just kidding. That moment with him. Yeah. And he improvised the entire Yeah, the camera just stays scene. on him. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Tears. If you watch snot, the director document yes. commentary, everything. He improves the whole thing. Yeah. It's incredible. That's yeah. one of the greatest movies yeah. ever made. It was, I think it was really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad not, that. I think that's of times, one but, of the
2: things. Like growing up, I was an indoor kid, right? And I got made fun of it a lot. Aaron. Because <laughs> um, Aaron was an outdoor kid. You were made but Aaron fun was by the bit. other kid in the house. <laughs> yeah, the other kid in the house. But even my two oldest brothers, Rick and Ralph and Aaron, like when they would come visit, they yeah, would even really make fun of me.
0: going to go Rick and Morty, <laughs> Rick <laughs> like, and Morty. Like, oh, my wait. God. Yeah. You really yeah. were an indoor kid. <laughs> yeah.
2: I was raised by Rick and Morty. It was so ahead of his time. <laughs> yeah, too. yeah. Yeah. Um, no, they were like, there was a little bit of like making fun of me. Like I remember one time they were playing basketball in the backyard and I opened the door and I'm just walking out and they're like, Oh, look who came outside. Did you get your 12 hours of <laughs> yeah, TV. Yeah. There was something like that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, even Aaron was like, we were, we grew up and we were like TV fans and movie fans. Yep. And that was one thing that I know you've talked about it before is we didn't know that that was an option to work in as an adult. Mm-hmm. It was always ministry and construction and that was it. And so when I thought about photographers, I didn't know that was an actual job. Yeah. Graphic designers, I didn't know that was something you could do. I knew somebody did it somewhere, but I didn't know that was like a high-paying, good-paying job or something that you felt fulfilled in. And so it never crossed my mind, even through my like through my mid twenties. Um, it wasn't until I got my first digital camera, mm-hmm. and I was like able to kind of experiment with it, and was able to like kind of flex my creative muscles a little bit. Cause we'd been in music. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron and I were in a band when we were in high school. Uh, I was in a couple bands after high school and, you know, was into acting and was doing all this other stuff, but it was all stuff that you would do as a, as a throwaway as a, as a, right. like a, like a little kind of fun side. This is not forever. Type this is, thing. yeah, this yeah. is not something you do to get paid. This is something you do like, for so fun. So what's your
0: plan? Yeah. In three years. Oh yeah. When I told that's when I told job, my mom and yeah. dad
2: what I was going to major in in college. Um, Mom and dad both said that I should think of something else. Oh. And it was history and psychology.
0: And, you know, jokes on them, I dropped out twice. But (laughs) (laughs) my mom one day was like, So, uh, what's your plan of this? band thing doesn't work out. And my response was it's people like you <laughs> right. that keep oh my people gosh. like me down. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, and she the, still let us practice in that tiny bedroom. To be fair, she wasn't wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And I, I showed her, hey mom it's a podcast. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. a little bit of everything I wanted
1: 20, to do. 24, some 25 some odd years later Bro. it's like
0: ha! <laughs> now two people. Wait listen. a second.
2: Now two of us are losers <laughs> together. Yeah.
0: Hey, well, well, Aaron was around for most of the music oh, stuff. Yeah, so really <laughs> end of Aaron, june aaron's been around for the uh long slow fall <laughs> <laughs> well you
1: know they say it's all downhill from here
0: right yeah that's right Because that's uh, the easiest to pedal and it's yeah. more fun mm-hmm. <laughs> but i think something that like hearing you say that the bizarre like cool kind of upside of the last 10 years is that there's kind of this weird i might say over optimistic belief that everybody can now make it in some kind of like creative yeah it's
2: democratized the creativity of of what you always thought you wanted to do and you actually get to try it
0: yeah and anybody can put out a book yeah anybody can have a song on spotify Mm any there yeah there's a democratization like you can for sure get in front of some people um where i think to your point like when we were growing up there was this real like well you know only one out of 10,000 people actually become a writer that makes money. Oh my God. Those numbers are still true. Well, well, the other
1: part of it is that how many times have we talked to people and I said, How much school did you take for this? You know, and when we did the panels at the uh, Death Ray Expo thing. That's one of my favorite. I mean, most of those people, it's like, Do you go to school for this? They're like, No. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's surprising because I grew up and thinking like, well, this person has this job. Mm-hmm. They went here for this training. You know, with Sean Sallings, yeah. it's like, can you do this? He said, yeah. And he went home that night before he started. You know and what and I mean? Learned yeah. yeah. And it. learned how to do those things. Yeah. It's it's the same, same thing. I did it. it. Yeah, I yeah. did it
2: out of strict right. fear of saying no because I thought that that train I was riding of doing photos at that company was going to end if I didn't also say yes to this other stuff. And by saying yes to that, I also ended up getting into design. So I started designing major things for that that location as well and so it really opened up a lot of things that out of fear of not being able to do what i loved anymore and going back to like a retail position of something um that i just kept saying yes and yes and yes to everything
0: the ishy bishy spider called up the water spout (laughs) yeah can that be one? It's been raining a lot. We could use that.
1: Ishy Betsy Spider?
0: Is she Bishy Spider?
1: <laughs> oh, careful, with the Bishy. <laughs> oh, that's fair.
0: Uh, so uh, yeah, th- this is such. This is one of those jobs mm-hmm. that once again you just don't think about. Mm-hmm. It. You, you. Everybody's seen a training video. Everybody, yes. if you're over yeah. 14, mm-hmm. 16... You've mm-hmm. seen a training video. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes.
0: These are,
1: you know, something we won't be able to share and he won't be right. able to share, but I've seen them. Yeah. Know, um, they're entertaining. If I were to want or to be able to have a training video, that would be the type right. of video I'd want. It's informative. It's quick. It keeps your attention. Yeah. And it's it's well done.
0: But you know? even, even just normal training videos, like Brian's are a cut above, right? Yeah, yeah but you just don't think of that as being a job
1: somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so
0: I think that's what makes this kind of cool is like Mm -hmm. who, you know, if you're working for a company and you want an avenue for that creative outlet, who does make the training videos, who makes the, the Mm -hmm. meeting videos, who makes the, like how, how can you be involved in that? Like your company almost no matter the size probably has some kind of media associated with it.
1: Right. And it's the behind the scenes. Yeah. That you just, I'm sure if you work there, you just take it for granted,
0: you know, but even if you worked for Mm -hmm. a five person company, you've got an Instagram or something, right? Like there's avenues Mm -hmm. for you to explore. And I think that, that was the big takeaway for me is okay. Like I'm stuck in this job that maybe I don't really care for. That's just Mm -hmm. paying the bills or whatever. And that that's not true for me. Right. (laughs) Apparently. Right. But if, if you're in that position and I've been in that position in the past, um, is there an avenue for me to kind of express creativity in this job? Yep. And, and that was my takeaway, right? Yeah,
1: and I think one of my takeaways from this, I, I learned a lot too, and this is having talked to Brian for a, forever, like I said Right, really. right. But like, the impact that he's had on this company at this certain like place is amazing. And you'll hear it in the episode. Yeah. But it's just like, what? Yeah. This is amazing. It's, it's you know, absolutely. it's one of the unsung you know, there's, everyone has a part of something at, at, yeah. at their job possibly, but it's sort of an unsung part of it and you'll just have to hear it and learn
0: 100%. Yeah. Um, so the other thing I want to say is look, realistically, a lot of us are going to be sitting at home mm-hmm. with a lot of extra time on our hands, whether mm-hmm. it's like reducing the commute or the number of times that are going out or right. Like you're just mm-hmm. not doing as much outside your house probably. Yeah. And you're going to start to get bored. Um, I I think you know, we have 46 episodes of the show or whatever mm-hmm. um, It would be fantastic if you would share this show with the people around you Please because I know I'm gonna be looking for stuff to listen to uh-huh. right like Same. um, and Nothing is more impactful than your Opinion yes. to your friends, yes. right? Yes. yes so yes. if if you would do that for us, it's something that's totally free. That's beneficial to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have almost 700 followers on Facebook. Now it's crazy yeah. to think about not mm-hmm. that long ago. It was like 300 or whatever. Yeah, um, it's still not crazy big numbers, but like if every single person on there told one other person mm-hmm.
2: or and, two other people and they followed
0: it, yeah. like just think how fast that would grow. Yeah. Right. So that's what we're looking for mm-hmm. from, from listeners this year is like the easiest, most simple way to support is just to share Mm -hmm. this show with other people yes um super proud of the accomplishments that we've made Mm -hmm. but that's how we continue growing right is to continue to share Mm -hmm. uh so if you'll do that that would be fantastic if you have time take a little bit of time out to subscribe on itunes Mm -hmm. leave a review and a rating those are very impactful as well definitely Um, helps push the show out yeah but Mm -hmm. as you're as you're sitting around playing on facebook or instagram or whatever like Feel free to share the show, Mm -hmm. your favorite episode, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Um, We deeply appreciate it. And I know that the creators we've had on really, uh, I'll tell them kind of, you know, like how their show is doing or whatever. Um, And it means a lot to them to to be shared as well. So Mm -hmm. we'd appreciate that. But I think with that, let's get back back to the show. Yeah. How do I frame this up? One of the earliest episodes came the phrase, do it afraid, right? Yep. Yeah. But I think it's interesting that you're saying the fear of not being able to do it was right. stronger than the fear <laughs> yeah. of yeah. I'm going to get caught yeah. that I don't know, right? Yeah. Like, Well, and um, was
2: also that was my, like yeah. I had moved to New York in 2011 and I moved there because I hadn't been there before. Right. I, I, w- I needed to get out of Hot Springs. I'd lived in Hot Springs for like 13 years. I moved out. I moved out of uh, uh, mom and dad's at 17, and went down to Hot Springs and lived there for the next. You know, I w- at that time I was also in the ministry. I was doing a lot of things around that. So ministry, uh, you know, for all the good and the bad of like, what are your experiences with various right, things right. in religion? But but for over, I would say the majority of our our experience growing up was a positive one in the creative realm, right? Um, mm-hmm. We got to play music. We got to play with equipment that we never got to you know, play with before. Mm-hmm. They gave us access to a lot of things. And in that, I also met other people that were better at everything that I wanted to do. And so I just surrounded myself with them. Mm-hmm. And so I always feel like that's always kind of what you should be doing in the first place. You never want to be the best person in the room at something. Agreed. And Because I don't learn anything if I'm the leader. And I can lead people, but I don't want to be the leader. So... Always try to make sure that there's somebody better than me around, and I'm always asking advice from people. And always, I build better with a team than Mm -hmm. I do by myself, uh, which is kind of ironic with what I do with where I work because I am kind of a one-person team there just out of necessity, right? But I definitely do, you know, call on other people. But uh, overall, our experiences growing up here uh, and what led to like my 20s and getting into all of that. By the time the digital age of music and photo and everything hit, that was what kind of pushed me forward to keep doing it because i I was started I was in a band way longer than any twenty eight year old should be. I should have you know stopped and got a real job and all that stuff, but I was kept pushing for music, kept pushing. I quit a job in um, I was a certified HVAC in the state of Arkansas, was making pretty good money mm-hmm. um, and quit that and took a pay cut of half to work for this little rinky dink uh, photo company that took like sports photos and senior photos and stuff like that and went from a nobody just starting out not knowing how to work a mechanical camera to being the field manager and lead editor for that company. And you know, at some point decided I was gonna go freelance and freelance for a couple years, moved to New York, freelance for the first six months or so, worked at a restaurant, was scared that I was never gonna make rent. And then all of a sudden this company, this corporation offered me a job and I'd never worked for a corporation before and I said yes to it just for the paycheck and the yeah. insurance. And it was at that point after working there for about six months that I started seeing these opportunities that I needed to take advantage of it out of fear that I was going to lose some of the creative motion, forward motion that I had Mm -hmm. and just kind of like end up in this like pigeonhole of just sales, 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 and which is easy because we've all done it. I know everybody here Mm -hmm. at this table has done it. And it was just a need and a fear of losing what I had worked so hard for for most of my life to accumulate. I'm not the best photographer. I'm not the best videographer. I'm not the best editor. I'm not the best musician. But the job that I do right now also allows me, like, I write a lot of the music in like, mm-hmm. just in GarageBand through, like, a MIDI keyboard. Right. And it's all, like, you know, synthy stuff. It's all something that is pretty easy and, simple but it's something that also it's also <laughs> yeah. something that like I have, I have a file of like 20 songs that I've written for various uh, projects that we've worked on um, that I'm really proud of right. and the, the, the unboxed videos, the training videos that I've had a lot of fun with are stuff that I never thought I would ever do in my 30s and it ended up it was something that's incredibly fulfilling and it's something that sparked something in me that I would have never done without that digital revolution of creative works like uh various meters of music and video and photo
0: i think it's really cool that you found a way to like take your passion and find a spot for it in the reliable everyday job right yeah in a well-established company too. because a lot of us well that's yeah that's the hat trick Yeah. yeah um i think a lot of us feel like we have to make that trade like i remember the time I don't know if you were in the band at that point, but I sat down like, and it was just like, I have to quit. Like, I can't, mm. I can't do this anymore. I just have to focus on like working now. Yeah, making more, money. um, mm-hmm. and I was good at business. Like I was good at selling stuff and, and, and I've had a great career in doing that, but it's also caused me to like, have to figure out how to express creativity yeah. in another way. Right. Yep. And, um, And and fortunately, that resulted in this. Like, I mean, it's good. Mm -hmm. And and I, you know, maybe one day, like the company I work for might need a podcast. Who knows? You know, like whatever that thing might be. Um, And you're kind of building those skills together. But um, yeah, I think that saying, okay, I've got to do this because I've got a paycheck. But I see this thing around the corner, down the hall, that Mm -hmm. I think I could do right. Like, and you figured out a way. And I think there might be more opportunities there than people expect. Cause even like the company I worked for before is a fairly large corporation, mm-hmm. not as large as the one I work for now or the one you work for, yeah. but there were still some moments where I was able to kind of introduce a little bit of myself into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they always responded well to it. It was just taking the risk of saying, Hey, I have a voice. Mm-hmm. And if we apply my voice to this, I think we'd get something kind of unique yeah. and, and cool. Yeah. Um,
2: that is, I think, one of the challenges that I deal with now, even in the last, I would say, the last two to three years of where I work, is that when leadership changes, when people above you change, right. a lot of times it's you starting all over. You have with, find a
0: new stakeholder in the you, yeah. You have to yeah. find somebody
2: that's just as invested in the result than you are, and like showing your worthiness to someone, and mm-hmm. that is a, that is tough. Like yeah. I would say, the last seven years of doing video production for them and photo has been also the hardest and most frustrating part of all of this is because you are having to re-up your someone's confidence in you or someone's belief in the end result of what you do and you know i have all of that portfolio for them to see you know Mm -hmm. i can show them video after video i can show them the shares i'm getting on i'm getting on this social media platform um but it it is this constant re-upping of of hey i know you're new here i've been here for a long time i need you to see this or i need to like kind of prove to you that this is still something that's right. viable because every and new executive it is. wants to have their thumbprint yep. on the yep. thing, yep. right? Yep. Like, yeah.
0: And that's true of even traditional network stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think you would face that there. Yeah. And Unless I was you say the hit too show like that,
2: uh, the, the amount of years that I did freelance, um, the honest truth is I would rather work for this company doing this for the rest of my life than ever mm-hmm. go back into freelance. Because I hate freelance. And that was one of my big motivators to push hard at what I do with the company. Is that freelance is awful. And especially in the city. Unless you... It's not... Completely true. I know people that that shoot weddings and love shooting weddings, and they make a ton of money off of that. And I hate weddings with a passion. Right. And I no offense to anybody that does that, but I just don't like it. I'll right. second shoot a wedding, and that's fine mm-hmm. because the responsibility is wedding. not there. No. <laughs> I've done it once or twice, um, but it's <laughs> Aaron's like a pro at weddings. Yeah. You're on your second too. Come on. I love the second time. No, that doesn't, count. <laughs> that, that, um, doesn't that doesn't matter. Yet. But yeah, it was that. Motivation of never having to work freelance and, and work paycheck to paycheck, right? Um, and not even because I mean I still work for paycheck for paycheck because I live in New York, but but the paycheck of like you do the job and well, then six months later somebody finally coming. and I know where the paycheck yeah. came right. from and that comes with yes. benefits that comes with health care that comes with dental. I love a paycheck like, with benefits. It's, it's my favorite kind. Yeah, it's <laughs> the <it's, laughs> <it's a laughs> pay- benefit of having a paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> the benefit of having a job in the first place. Well, um, so I'd read a book quitter.
0: Yeah. Uh, Last year or something, and he he makes a big deal about this whole like, oh, just branch out to do your thing, but you go from one boss that you know what they expect and what they mm-hmm. want to a million bosses. Mm-hmm. Oh man, the gas bill's now a boss, the water bill's a boss, rents a boss. You know, it's like, a great way to look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, so be very mindful when you think you're just cutting loose to do your own thing. you're uh-huh. trading em. one for a lot oh and I
2: hear that with a lot of your guests too is they think that well I work from home now so everybody automatically thinks that I'm this this and this you know that I'm free to do whatever but most people I know that freelance are always working I have a friend from uh, she lives in Texas now Molly that she's you know her own boss and she went two weeks without any breaks whatsoever working till she went to sleep and getting up and working again and you know she had maybe like one day that she was able to take half a day and have to herself. And like her husband didn't see her, you know, she couldn't play with her dog. It was just work, work, work. And that whole fallacy of, of working for yourself as true. Freedom is, is dangerous because, and it's not to say you shouldn't because there's a lot of people that are successful and end up enjoying it a lot, but all in all, like, for me that freelance life isn't what I wanted right. i needed i mm-hmm. needed some stability mentally i needed some st- stability because before that when i was working like a little restaurant job there i was working two doubles back to back two days in a row on the weekends in New York and never waiting tables before. And my first job in New York was waiting tables at a restaurant in Murray Hill <laughs> and it was busy constantly. And then they threw me into the behind the bar and I'd never bartended before. And it was scary and I'd never had anxiety attacks. I'd never had like, I mean, I, when like, I don't know if it's the same for Aaron, but like, When I get worried, it's all in my stomach. Like I just like can't eat, or you know, I just feel upset. But this was the first time where I actually had an actual anxiety attack and was like breaking out into sweats and like probably formed a few ulcers and shortened my life by about 10 years. But it was, <laughs> it was awful. And I hated mm-hmm. that because I was trying to do this other stuff of freelance and I would do a job here that wouldn't pay for another two months over here. And this is before that whole, um, like some of the laws in New York changed where, right. Um, the, the net 30 or net 60. Um, but I don't know anymore cause I don't do freelance, but it's something like that. But before it was like you would get, you would do a job and then you would get paid like months later or weeks later and you're having to pay rent and right. You know, Um, my, when I first moved to New York, I was, I was renting from some friends of mine and it was like this, um, railroad style apartment. And it was the, you walk into the kitchen bathroom area, there's the living room, there's this in between room with no windows and just a door that passes from the living room to the other bedroom. And I had to sleep in the middle of that on the floor. And the first night, I, I have this air up mattress. I blow it up, and they had a cat that jumped on it and popped it the first night I was there. Yeah, and I was paying, I was paying $400 a month, and, which is cheap, to sleep on their floor in their living room. And I could only do that for a few months until I found like a steady job because the job I had lined up fell through when I first got there. And so I had to wait another three months. And then luckily, my old bass player's aunt uh, ran, managed a restaurant in uh, Murray Hill. She's like, come over. We'll get you a job. And luckily, she was kind enough to give me a chance. And I worked that while I was trying to get this other job at this this other... I thought
0: living in New York was just like the friend set all the time. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Everybody's big, apartment's massive. Apartments. and yeah. yeah,
2: Everyone makes tons of <laughs> Nobody
0: money. Nobody has a landlord <laughs> just, that's
2: a slumlord.
0: Yeah. Let's all meet at the I mean, perk. Yeah. I, like, even if you have the worst job in the world, you're not putting in more than 80 hours a week, which still arguably gives you about 20 hours a week that you could do something that you want to sleep, yeah. right? Like, no, yeah. it's not, it's not bad to have a 40 hour a week job. No, no. And, no. Right.
2: For and, me, it's not. And, and especially, that, I think
0: for, for me, yeah. I mean, that's something we've talked about a lot. Like, I don't think this podcast would exist if I didn't have, uh, for me, if I didn't have consistent income coming in yeah, or because, consistent hours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, fair some Ish. control yeah. over that too yeah. right and like but how do you fund a website how do you right how do you yep. do some of this stuff to even do the freelance yeah. part of it and so um the job to me especially my previous job new job is quite cooler but previous job was just like this is the thing i do to pay for the other stuff to happen mm-hmm. and i'm going to really throw all my energy and excitement into this yeah. because that is what is feeding mm-hmm. me as a human being you know and yeah. Um, and I just had to look at it that way and I don't think that's a bad place to be. I think some people think like if I'm going to be a freelance photographer, I have to quit everything oh, yeah. and yep. do that. And they end up in a worse spot and they're yeah. actually like, Oh man, they're so panicked all the time. Oh, they yeah. can't even be good at the freelance photography to yeah. take the time to do it. It's a good way to look. I at remember,
2: it. um, I had a couple people reach out to me before I moved to New York and they said, uh, Hey, I have these guys that are in production and, uh, you know, they send them your resume and they'll uh, see what they can do. And they, I sent it to two guys that were very promising and they both returned and said, your resume sucks. <laughs> and I was just like, cause I had worked for one company for a long time. Yeah. And then I worked for this other company for a short time and there wasn't a lot of like in between or right. anything like that. And it was, it was what counted against me when I moved there initially. Um, and for some people that you know, maybe they had a bunch of money set up, or they come from money, or they you know just sacrifice you know tooth and nail to be able to you know start from scratch and do this thing. Uh, I get it. Like my experience is not the same as yours, and that's that's just how it is. My experience is how this worked out. yeah. yeah. And it it's something that I didn't know ever was an apparent option for me until later in life, and mm-hmm. it was one of those things that I didn't realize also made me as happy as it does when I get to do it. Um, so my experience is not necessarily what a lot of people that are in the industry that they just started from scratch and they just built it up and they you know got all these years of experience and passion and they you know make a lot of money or they're good at managing money for their business or whatever it is. Uh, I did not come from that. I came right. from you know you work this job for as long as you had or as long as you can, like dad did growing up, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and then all of a sudden once I got to a certain age, I was like, I really need to try something else, right? And it was this amalgamation of all the things that we creatively grew up to learn, and and mm-hmm. being in bands, and taking photos, and having a creative bone, and just like, uh, and figuring out that I could actually flex this into something else, didn't dawn on me till way later in life than most people get to experience that. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like it's been tough because of that, but it's also been fulfilling because of that. Like I've been able to do things I never thought in a million years. I never thought I'd live in New York. Never thought I'd be making commercials. I never thought I'd be making. Cheesy training videos that I have a lot of fun and have a lot of right. creative uh, uh, say so in. Like I do the 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 lighting, like you said, the lighting, the sound, um, the editing, all of that stuff. I do all of it, and I've learned so much from that just from being able to out of necessity. Um, but now that I have like a little bit more resource that I can grab from other people and say, "Hey, mm-hmm. if I have questions about this." Uh, through the years, I've had you know like sound engineers that have worked for me for various projects that have taught me a lot. So, um, all in all, it's been I'm very happy with it, and I'm right. very happy and proud with the stuff that I've come out with. Um, and my goal now is that. Now that I'm kind of picking up confidence in what I do there, I'm trying to expand outside and do more stuff outside. Uh, the only stuff I've done outside of there that's actually published is um, there was a, a comedian in California named Sean Dar that I did a little short for. It was my first like short that I've ever shot myself, and it was shot not the best way and not a lot of understanding. It was very early on in me doing photo or video. And then the last one I did was the call, which was a really fun little like I've seen spoof on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was a fun little spoof on you know like spy thriller where somebody's taken hostage and the other guy. mm -hmm. It
0: very much reminded me of Oh You're Awake. Like when I watched that, that YouTube one, I was like, I've seen something like this before. Yeah, and the guy, the guy guy in California making a YouTube series.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, (laughs) maybe the guy that did the music for the call um, actually did all the musical puffs, which is that Harry Potter musical. He did all the music for that. So. In doing all this other stuff too, we get to meet a lot of people. The the main villain in that ended up doing this whole series on YouTube called Big League, which is basically they took um, all of Donald Trump's uh, speeches and then made it into a dialogue between people and made it super dramatic like it was West Wing or something. (laughs) And it's hilarious and amazing. (laughs) Um, But the more I'm expanding outside of the company to do more stuff, the more I'm meeting other people and that's real exciting. And also... Finally, getting to upgrade my equipment, which yeah. you know, when you're when you're when most of your income goes to rent and food, and you know, and then every once in a while going out and having fun, or you know, right. having you know, whatever traveling, traveling, you year. know, coming <laughs> home, <laughs> yeah, um, buying my brother a birthday taco.
0: That's what you guys That's do. We went to torchies Yeah, I torches. would have gotten you a chalupa. But well, man. you know, well, it was
1: a fried <laughs> avocado. Ooh, Bowl in a bowl. That it was good. Amazing. So it took your inspiration in his dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I
0: like this actually. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but uh, among that, like it was just slow going to like to also get new equipment, and which you know Aaron mm-hmm. Aaron helped out on too. Um, family discount wink. Yeah, um, but it was now that I'm able to have more confidence in what I do because I I can actually look at things that I've made for this this company and i know that i can do that outside of here now and do it simply and lightweight and do it as as fun or as muted as possible has been encouraging Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what i'm doing this this year also um i bought a drone last year can't fly because i live right next to Laguardia airport in queens and so fly uh, low (laughs) yeah i I flew it i i took it out and flew it in my bedroom and that's all I could do. I had to turn location service off on everything and just experiment in my bedroom and like and yeah. hit the ceiling and all this. That's the only time I got to fly it. So now that I'm out here, I've wrecked it three times. I drowned it in a river a couple days ago. Nice. I have and a drone. We should do drone flying. Should, drone flying. Drone, drone crashing. Drone crashing. I'm it, really good at that. Oddly
0: enough, this is the first time we've ever done, I think, like two back-to-back interviews and the next person builds racing drone. I was uh, yeah.
2: But, uh, but, but in. I'm able to experiment with that too because you know doing a lot of that is going to be helpful in you know expanding mm-hmm. and going a little bit more into freelance as well um but yeah it's it's been fun it's been uh painful it's been frustrating and the payoff though is i'm super proud of the stuff that i've done mm-hmm. because i've done it from scratch everything that i've done for the company i've self started because i you know wanted to do that more than i wanted to do my other job right i got yeah. paid yeah. for 4 years doing it f- f- a solid 40 hours plus of not doing my job and getting paid for it, and I bragged about that to somebody one time, and they said you shouldn't say that out loud to people that you work for. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, they're the ones asking me. Um, but it was, it's something that yeah, I'm. I never thought in a million years I would do this, yeah. and now I'm doing it, and it's fun.
1: Well, there's there's two things that I want to kind of touch on real quick is being able to and in a place with other people is to ask how Mm -hmm. if you don't know say yes and i'll figure it out Mm -hmm. you know that's one thing there's a few people and we've had some people say well you know i was never i never thought or did that or was able to do that Mm -hmm. that's the one thing that like i like to do is like if i don't know how it's like that's been one of our things of like us trying to figure stuff out sometimes daniel and i you know with the show and other things is asking not being afraid to ask because you can sort of be locked in by that and stuck in a place of just non-anything, yeah. you know, just sitting around. But also, if you listen to, and this is off that, going to, uh, if you've listened to Jim Carrey's speech about his dad, mm-hmm. his dad had a safe job. And that was sort of the, you know, the, the way that we all grew up is like, you do the safe job, you do the thing. He said his dad was one of the funniest people in the world. You know, Jim Carrey says it, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of truth to it, you know, but he should know. But it's like, you know, in him, in his life, Jim Carrey's, you know, like of doing we all know what he does but his dad going with the safe job thinking it was safe for his family and everything ended up losing it i believe he was an accountant but it's it's one of those things that i have to think about on occasion with with certain things that i'm doing not that i'm making money from it but like doing something more creative outside of that because i mean i've also had a non-creative job and i have a job that is sort of now but i just supervise but it's one of those things that you go in and you do the expected thing and then there's a part of you that just longs and cries for something yep. else. And, you know, if it's music, like with Daniel, that's how we met, you know, or if it's whatever other, you know, endeavors or things that, you know, I get into the replaces, you know, the, the music part, which it doesn't really, but it's like, you know, making stuff, cleaning stuff up, whatever, riding a mountain bike, doing this podcast is, re- is doing something, mm-hmm. but still to continue on and try to work more into that to do something that's not your typical day-to-day day. Well, job day-to-day. to, day. wants to yeah. do something
0: they're proud of, right? Yep. Like mm-hmm. go to oh, yeah. the gym, mm-hmm. write a song, bake a cake. And I think mm-hmm. you feel starved when you don't have that outlet. Right. Oh, I yeah. I think sometimes like our jobs take up so much time the first thing we mm-hmm. want to do is just like unwind the couch yeah. or yep. like, you know, have a beer or whatever the thing is. Yeah. And, you know, before you know it, you wake up five years later and it's like, uh, mm-hmm. I've wasted so real much time. Yeah. I've done, mm-hmm. Like know?
2: literally just tread water. Yeah.
0: Yep. And so I think that's kind of what you're saying. Like even mm-hmm. like maybe you do have the safe job, but like give yourself the room to do the thing yeah. that you're proud of, yeah. you, know? you know?
1: And that's, it's nothing against like weekend warriors or anyone doing that. You know, we were at Harbor Freight today and I was talking about, you know, the tools. It's like, there's a lot of stuff that they have. that's is worth do, using on the weekend. So you don't have to go out and buy yeah. like the best camera, the lenses, the best mics, obviously by what, you know, well, what we're doing. But it works, and we're putting out a product that we are proud of. And other people get on board with that because they're either related (laughs) or their friends or friends and relatives have told them about it, and
2: people jump onto that too. That's one of the things I've gotten from your podcast a lot, and it's that um, there's the uh, imposter syndrome thing mm-hmm. that a lot of people have talked about. Yes. That's, that's probably one of the most cohesive. parts it's not of a every... for
0: you though. You're actually <laughs> an imposter.
2: Yeah, I'm an imposter. <laughs>
1: well, I, I'm an imposter because, <laughs> Oh,
2: Whoa. Aaron told me I was adopted when I was a kid and full on, full
0: on, believed it for brother? a very long time. And well, then you met me and you're like, it might be true. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> hello cause brother. Cause of that whole conspiracy. I, I, I know, I know it's not true. I think mostly, but it's, <laughs> um, seen uh, I don't have, uh, I don't have a baby picture younger than six months months old i'm the only i'm the only dotson baby without a d middle name i'm the only one not born in washington state and i'm the tallest out of everybody by like a lot and i do look like my mom's side of the family so maybe somebody there just didn't want a kid and just gave it to mom and dad um, I don't know, but mom uh, says she remembers carrying me, but she could be lying wait when she says carry. Yeah, she meant literally
0: for, for Aaron's birthday. I'm gonna buy Brian a 23 and me. Test. <laughs>
2: Ooh. Oh, that was one thing. One time uh, my sister was getting into ancestry.com and she was sending us all the vials to like, you know, swab our mouse right, and send right. it in and mom had this reaction that kind of solidified my idea that I was adopted. She's like, she's like, not all kids are going to have the same results, right? And I was just like, I was like, what are you saying? Mom? Yeah. <laughs> well, but, weird. uh, what were you saying? Imposter syndrome. Oh, imposter yeah. syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of the guests that you've had has kind of helped me to understand that I'm not the only one that's struggling with whether or not I'm good at something right. and that it doesn't matter if you're not good at something that you just need to do it. Right. Um, I think, um, I can't remember who the first one that I, I listened to that said that, but, but it's, a, it's, a, it's this kind of like through line with everybody that creates mm-hmm. and that, I, I think at any time if you ever move past that to where you don't feel like you're an imposter, uh, maybe you start needing to like uh, reanalyze how good you are actually. Because I feel like I know a lot of people that are that are not good but really talk it up like they are. Yep. Maybe they maybe they're overcompensating for sure. Hi, but, my
0: name is Daniel.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's like I know most people that are insane good that never think they're good. Yep. Right. And they put out some of the stuff that I would be just. Thrilled to be a part of, or you know, oh man! Um, but yeah. also, one of the things yeah. that I'm also am very excited for a lot of times in. And- the film industry in general, because I've only done like low key like PA stuff and other other stuff. I worked for a production company that did blues documentaries for a couple years, and that was a lot of fun. We got to, I was a cameraman for the Steven Seagal interview and got to ask him questions, and that was weird. Um, but the one thing that I've noticed in certain industries that it's also people that are in that same industry that are maybe above you or have more experience aren't always. Willing to give you advice or or let you lag you know tag along to kind of like learn something. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I'm thankful for with the company I work for as well is I have never met somebody that's ever turned me down when I have a question or need you know advice on mm-hmm. you know a creative aspect of it or something like that. There is a resource for just about every aspect of what I do, yeah. and that is something that if you can ever surround yourself with people that are willing to teach you and tag along. And you know, as long as you're not being a nuisance about it, and you're just like there to kind of mm-hmm. learn and watch, um, surround yourself with as many people like that as possible. People that are better than you and are willing to teach has been my biggest benefit.
0: I think that might feed the imposter. What I was going to say, the imposter syndrome thing is like these people that are truly amazing generally are surrounding themselves with other people who are truly amazing, and oh. they feel inadequate comparatively. But oh, yeah. that's what's driving yeah. their yeah their output, right? Yeah, I think so. Um. I, mean, I hadn't thought of that before, but I think that may kind of... I mean, I definitely think that, it, that definitely right, makes like, a whole lot yeah, of sense. I've never yeah.
1: thought of it that way either. Yeah. I mean, you could either count yourself lucky or count yourself as an imposter.
2: Yeah. Well, kind like in um, yeah. like when Aaron and I were in a band, we were teenagers, and we recorded in this little garage by by a guy that was a chicken farmer, and mm-hmm. it smelled so bad over there, and we recorded some of our first demos that were all covers of some other band. And maybe a couple of originals, and we just thought we were the most awesome. And then I get out and I start doing other things, and I get into this band that the last band I was in, and I was the worst one in the band as far as talent goes. Mm-hmm. And I'm the most proud of that, even though I was the least talented person mm-hmm. in that band. And even now, like like Aaron's kids will have that CD in the car and pop it in, and they'll start <laughs> listening to it, and they or they'll they'll Snapchat me while they're listening to it, and I'm just it makes me so proud that somebody else really likes it. Um, but it was because I mean. I was following the footsteps of people that were better than me and mm-hmm. trying to yeah. tag along and like not ride their coattails, but try to learn and absorb as much as possible and I feel like that's the one thing that we that I don't know if we were raised to do that, but we just did it like we learned by absorbing and watching other people and yeah. became good yeah. at that job because of that um and I feel like that is something that's that's kind of tantamount to a good output is making sure that the people you're learning from are the people that are top notch and better than you and I feel like Maybe that does go hand in hand with the imposter syndrome and maybe that's in some ways I never feel like I'm ever good enough, but I have a constant need to make sure that I'm around somebody better than me too. So yeah, I feel like that's, I just said what you said and then made it longer. Sorry. Stay humble,
0: good. be confident. There you go. Yeah. Um, Aaron likes to ask a question. Mm hmm. It's even more important. Aaron also bought a microphone, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rose, wait, yeah, that was his Rose birthday microphone. Rose Gold. Yeah. Should uh, I, should uh, I let's try the out. echo effect? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can try it. it. Aaron would like to ask you a question. This is the dumbest thing we've ever done. and That's saying something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it makes a noise. Aaron would like to ask you a question. He's going to start a sentence, and you finish it with whatever comes to okay. mind. I wish I could.
2: (laughs) So dumb.
1: (laughs) Hold on.
0: I wish I I could. could,
2: could, could. (laughs) Uh, I wish I could overcome my fear a little bit more. Hmm. I I feel like that is what still keeps me from jumping headlong into some certain projects. Um, One of the things that I'm always happy for is when I make plans with somebody and they cancel because that means I can stay home. Because I am a homebody. I really like being home. Um, when you're around like a few hundred people a day and the last thing you want to do is when you get off work is to continue to be around a few hundred people a day. Um, and I feel like sometimes that is built out of fear that I just, I need to stay home. I need to kind of recoup some of that mental uh, anxiety that is expelled during the day, you know, and kind of just fall into a cocoon. But sometimes it is based out of fear that somebody will want to tag me along or want it, want me to be part of a, like some little project and it's something that i don't think i would be good at and i might embarrass myself or i might you know not be good as good as they want me to be and so i'll just turn down the project um so i feel like i wish i could be less fearful and just do the thing
0: which is funny because i understand wanting to unwind but you said that I was like you're one of the most fearless people I know. Like <laughs> you moved to New York, you took this job, you then like pushed yourself into a position. Oh, I'm in a constant exist. state of you, fear
2: the whole time I did that, and still. But like,
0: it's that do it afraid, right? Like yeah, um, yeah, yeah. One thing I see in a lot of creative people, it does seem to resonate is they their greatest strength is also somehow their weakness. Like my right? Scott, like mm. over and over, it's crazy. Yeah.
2: But I feel yeah. like that's that's absolutely true that I've I've exercised that fear enough to get past it to like do a thing and then other times I've let that rule my yeah. my decisions yeah, And man, I'm it's a lot thing, of times it's I'm just so like bad.
0: I wish I could be better. You know, it's, yeah, bizarre, it's a,
2: like, it's a sick cycle too. It's yeah. like some days that works for me, some days that works against right. me. Yeah. And I will say that over the years, that's something that we never, it's like growing up, we didn't know you could be carsick. We didn't know that was a thing until somebody in youth group one time said, I have to sit up front by Lance because I get carsick. I'm like, okay, I think you're making that up. Yeah, And it was a power <laughs> suggestion that all of a sudden that I realized that was a thing that I thought maybe could I get carsick? i never did but it was still same. That, it's yeah. that same thing it's like the power suggestion means that if if i see if i even think that that's a failure then i'm gonna just automatically say no to right. it um whereas i know that i can do it and i just still say no and so i feel like that's something that i just really need to get out of my head and the idea of having anxiety was never a thing that i ever thought i could have until, until i had it, it. and then when I'm on the job and I have anxiety and I'm in the middle of doing it, man, I just work through it and it works out fine. That fear helps me be super prepared. It makes me be overly prepared sometimes Mm -hmm. where if something happens, I can, I can just run and gun and just switch things out. And you know, I'm good at learning on the fly, but I'm also good at, um, of, uh, if something goes wrong, if something goes wrong, I can, I can switch to something else and keep it going. And, um, That's something that I know I can do. And other times, when I know that that's going to be something I'm going to deal with, I just shut down. Yeah. And if it doesn't feel safe, then I'm just like, oh, I'm good. And it's dumb, but because I'm getting in my own way. Well, you could be confident the boy who blocked his own
1: shot, but also fearful of failure. Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do it afraid. Do it afraid. There you go. Motto. Mm -hmm. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you. Yeah. Happy birthday, Aaron. I'm glad you flew in just for this.
2: Yeah, just for this. I, my it's arms like the
1: tired. third or fourth person to do that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: We're All a big deal, man. New York.
2: <laughs> do it afraid. It? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Look What I Did is produced by Aaron Dotson and Daniel Quinn. Sound design by Daniel Quinn. Our digital director is Heather Jones.